Hey guys, it's Derek. We're back on the podcast. And this week, Ash and I are sitting down to play catch up. We're going to sit down and tell you guys all about what's been happening in our lives for the past three to four weeks, because that's how long it's been since she's been on the show. We're going to talk a little bit about our wedding, the new plans. We're going to talk about the our brand, right? what's happening with Ballistic. And then we're going to get into the real meat of the conversation. And we're going to talk about rules or recommendations for returning to the gym now that quarantine is starting to come to a close and gyms are beginning to open. So I think it's going to be an awesome episode. Hopefully we can give you guys some insights and some things to think about as you begin to make that transition. And without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is episode number 28, and it is Ash and I, just the two of us, back at it again. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Well, we hope all of you are having a fantastic start to your week because this will be coming out in just a couple of days here. But currently, it's the weekend, and we had a pretty active day today, a pretty good day. So we're wishing all of you a good week as this gets released. So uh, we're coming back to you guys after a couple weeks of not having Ash on the show, which was better than the previous stint where we didn't have her on <laughs> for a couple of months. I thought you were going to say something mean. <laughs> no, I'm glad to have you back, babe. So anyway, we're here. And uh, guys, on this episode, we thought we would start off with a little catch up, telling you about what's been going on for the past few weeks with us because we've had quite a bit of <laughs> stuff going on. And then we'll move into maybe a quick recap on who we are as Ballistic Performance, because we have grown significantly in the these uh, strange and uncertain times during all Woo-hoo! of this COVID craziness. So <laughs> give everybody an idea of who we are, what we are, why we do it. And then finally talk about really the meat and potatoes of this thing today, and that is rules for returning to the gym. Yes. We did an Instagram post about this earlier in the week, but we want to go into it in a little more detail. And hopefully, a lot of you out there listening are going to be returning to the gym soon. And if not, you at least have enough at your home to keep yourself going. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to be back. Uh, Why don't you start by giving an update on our home gym? Yeah, so we have expanded our home gym pretty significantly. (laughs) Now We... We started, we moved to Michigan, we had a 53-pound kettlebell, a 35-pound kettlebell, a 150-pound sandbag, and a set of 50-pound dumbbells and a set of 35-pound dumbbells. Yeah. And now we have (laughs) dumbbells ranging from 10 pounds all the way to 50 pounds. And we have medicine balls. We've got another sandbag. We have a plyo box. We have a pull-up bar. The Rogue P4 bar, if you're looking for a pull-up bar, there is not a better one out there. Rings and what they call a jungle gym strap, which is like TRX. And am I missing anything? Uh, The bike. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, you're right. And an assault bike. So we are really stepping up our home fitness game. What's next? What are we going to get next? Holy crap. Uh. (laughs) I think next on the list is probably a rower, if I had to guess. Yeah, I agree. I know you really want a barbell, <laughs> but I'm not buying a bar until I know we can afford the plates that come with it. 
True. I want to do it all in one shot. I just want to buy, you know, like 600 pounds of plates and both bars all at once. Yeah. Um, well, I'm obviously so happy about our gym. Um, what have we been doing the last few weeks? It's been a little different from previously. Yeah. So we actually, I know you're not supposed to be traveling a lot during this time, but we were traveling quite a bit, but it was initially meant to be for strictly wedding stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, our wedding was initially planned to be August 8th of this year, 2020. And then our venue burned down, which I think we talked about yeah. in the one episode. Well, so we decided that we were going to try to find a new venue. And we found one a few weeks ago that we thought was going to work. And it was in Mayville, New York, which is right near Chautauqua Lake. And so we decided, okay, we're going to go visit this place. Because mm-hmm. my family has a lake house right within 10 minutes of it. And what initially was supposed to be a three-day visit... <laughs> to go look at the venue, put a deposit down if we needed to, decide if we were still holding the wedding this year. That turned into a two-week yeah. uh, hiatus from Michigan. With literally four uh, pairs of clothes. <laughs> yeah, we, we left with three days worth of stuff yeah. and we were gone for two weeks. So it was uh, we were doing a lot of laundry. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, Ash, why don't you tell them a little bit about what happened while we were we were gone in terms of the wedding stuff? Yeah, so we found what I consider like at least it's my dream <laughs> location. Like it, we found a place, a barn that is literally breathtakingly beautiful, and it's literally right in between Derek and I's family. So, meaning two and a half hours from your family where yes. they live, and two and a half hours from mine. Yeah. And 10 minutes from your family's lake house, which is awesome. So it's like still meaning like the other place. Um, And because of COVID, they had August 8th open this year. And so we literally spent the week going back and forth. And we have decided to postpone it until June 12th, 2021. Nice job. I wasn't sure if you were going to get the date. Me neither. (laughs) Uh, So that's kind of the update on that. Yeah. So we're going to send out a a change of plans, kind of save the date and let everybody know. And uh, yeah, so June of next year, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be beautiful. Hopefully this will all be well behind us at that point. And We'll be officially married. Yeah. Another year of being engaged. I can't wait. Can't wait. Only like <laughs> 368 more days. All right. Um, And then after the lake house, did you already say we went to my family's house? No, I didn't. So my family, like we just said, is two and a half hours away. And we were planning to go for my mom and sister's birthday. And instead of driving four and a half hours back to Michigan and then seven hours to my family's, we were like, why don't we just stay at the lake for three days? We're there by ourselves. We're still quarantining. Um, and so we did that. And it was a really good week. It was. It was an awesome week at the lake. And then we ended up at your family's and we were there for a long weekend. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was your sister's birthday. So that was nice. And, yeah, we got to see everybody and those folks that wanted to social distance, social distance. And those that had already been quarantining together stuck together and... It was good. Absolutely. And really, what else is going on? What's going on with you and work at home now that we're back in the swing of things here in Michigan? What's going on with Exos? Uh, So we're definitely staying busy, very busy the last two weeks, just with uh, consults and just 
working remotely. Uh, what about you? There's been a big shift. Yeah, it's kind of been all over the map. Initially, I was going to coach at Wolverine Strength and Conditioning here in Ann Arbor. And they really didn't have anything for me, so I was going to do PT. And this was back when we first moved in, what was that, April or March? Mm -hmm. March. And March. then from there, it went to, you know, quarantine and everything happened. So doing nothing in regards to, to Wolverine and coaching. And then it went to, hey, we're going to have you on three nights a week doing, you know, the from 3 p.m. till close, 9 p.m. I thought, okay, that's that's going to be good. Then it went to... <laughs> Uh, we no longer have any room in the budget, which is understandable. No, not a lot of money's coming in, uh, to have you on board. So if you just wanted to do some virtual stuff and now we're finally at a point where I think it's going to stay consistent. And now I'm actually going to be coaching every night of the week, mm -hmm. three classes a night, uh, and really just be a full-time staff member there. So, you know, full circle, it ended up being a really good thing. <laughs> uh, lots of changing, but that's okay. And so, yeah, that's the update. Hopefully, once we get the go-ahead here in Michigan to run all that, those classes, we'll be able to do so. But until then, outdoor workouts and Zoom classes will be uh, the meat and potatoes of the offerings. Perfect. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, now, most importantly, what's the biggest update? Oh, God. So, <laughs> Ashley's laughing because I just caved when we talked about this the first time. We think, we're not sure. Yeah, not 100%. Not 100% sure, but we are considering getting another dog. Getting Coda a brother dog. <laughs> brother dog. <laughs> we'll see if it actually happens. We're highly considering it. We put in application or requested applications for two very well-known breeders in the Michigan area that both have litters coming sometime in June slash July. So the puppies will be ready in August. I think both... At least my parents will think we're absolutely insane <laughs> to get another one. But it's either a puppy or a baby. And I don't think <laughs> I'm ready for a baby. Yeah. And we have to teach Coda that he can't get every or all of our attention before we have a baby. So what better way th to do it than get another dog? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, because now, too, I mean, the baby thing's really limited. We'd have to have a baby like we'd have to conceive it like now to have it before the wedding. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, who who wants to be? Like, I know, I know. I mean, you I don't, don't not want to be nine months pregnant when we're getting married. Exactly. So <laughs> the baby thing's off the table. So we may as well stick to the dog. <laughs> yes. Well, awesome. Okay. So what else we got on the the docket here for the folks? Ash? So, like you said at the beginning, I feel so grateful, but ballistic has really grown the last ninety days. Uh, so why don't you provide a recap on what Ballistic Performance is? Yeah, awesome. So hopefully all the folks that have followed us on Instagram and liked our page on Facebook and, you know, seen us on TikTok and all these things, hopefully that's transitioned over here to the podcast. Excuse me. And if there are new listeners, I thought it'd be good to give them this rundown like you mm -hmm. had just mentioned. So first and foremost, guys, uh, with Ballistic Performance... Ashley and I are running this whole thing. We we started this idea or really started getting serious about this whole idea last year, probably last summer. And we finally started to get things in motion and, and create the Facebook pages and the Instagram and really get all the social things on track around September of last year. So I always tell folks we really launched it in September of 2019 with the mission of cultivating caring, confident, capable people 
through fitness and nutrition. Really short and concise mission statement, but that's what we're doing. And you know, the vid, the overall vision of that being that through our programs, we can demonstrate that it's the combination of both nutrition and fitness, so that together, which generates the greatest results, and also be able to show people that you know, just because we're an online or a remote offering, it doesn't mean that it's impersonal and doesn't mean that it's random, right? We're doing one-on-one customized nutrition coaching. We're doing fitness programs that each have very particular and specific um, intentions that will produce specific adaptations for these folks. So it really is structured and purposeful. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of our beliefs? Oh, these are awesome. I love when I read our beliefs, I get all fired up. <laughs> but, uh, Same. <laughs> so I think, you know, our beliefs were, we definitely start out that fitness and nutrition are lifelong games. You know, we believe that the work we do today should set us up for success for the next 20, 30, 40 years. You know, this isn't a means to an end. This is a complete lifestyle and behavior change. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we believe in building people progressively for the long term. And the only way you can do that is through developing sustainable habits that you can consistently engage in over the course of time. Oh, that was good. Oh, thanks. Thanks. You know, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, to get a little deeper, like we honor the fact that that health and fitness, it's more than just, you know, those superficial things. You know, health overall is more than just fitness and nutrition. It's inextricably linked to, you know, our faith, our mindset, our relationships, our careers. It's all of these different factors. It's this giant puzzle uh, and we really want to be there to help support people through that and solving that puzzle every step of the way. Yeah. And I think one way that we do that is we provide weekly like mindset prompts. We try to encor- encourage people to dig deeper than just fitness and nutrition. Yeah, absolutely. The, the mindset problem and just the conversations we have, you know, we're talking about <laughs> yeah. real things. We're not just talking about the workouts and we're not just giving you, you know, training programs or giving you nutritional advice and then letting you run off and, and do your own thing and, and wish you the best. Yeah. And literally that makes me think of a point yesterday. I had a conversation with a new client and I told her, I'm like, I like, as long as you're comfortable, I want to know as much detail about your life as possible. And she like automatically the client like, immediately canceled. No, she was like, <laughs> Oh, you're going to regret that. I was like, yes that means she's gonna be open uh so just like you said we talk a lot more than just fitness and nutrition yeah and uh you know to continue on with that in regards to nutrition you know we believe that everyone should know their way around the plate Mm -hmm. that nutrition should be based on your individual goals um and we've kind of talked about this earlier but you know we we truly truly believe in slowly build long-lasting habits We want you to develop a balanced relationship with food. We want you to understand what you need to do over the course of a lifetime to really have the health, the functionality, and the longevity that you want. And then, you know, lastly, and this I think really encompasses everything, we truly believe that a life well lived isn't judged by the things that we see all the time on these social media platforms or that we might feel in the gym right it's not based on the time of your workout or your place in the competition or on the podium it's not about how good you look in your swimsuit it's it's about 
who you are, your character, your personality, the relationships that you build and nurture through the process. And that's what it's all about. I love that. So true. Uh, so why don't you go into a little bit about the services that we do offer? Yeah, cool. So um, big, broad macro view, we offer remote fitness and nutrition coaching. Uh, we have two fitness programs. We call them Build and Move, Keep Things Simple. Build is a bodybuilding style aesthetic-based program, and Move is a high-intensity interval-based program um, really designed to get you off the couch, out of the office, and get you moving into better health. And then we offer one-on-one individualized or customized, however you want to describe it, nutrition coaching, where our whole intent is to meet you where you're at and help guide you towards your goals. Absolutely. Uh, Now, let's give a little update on where we are as a brand. This is kind of up and coming. Yeah. Hell yeah, it is. This is (laughs) exciting stuff. So if you've been following us for a while now, guys, you have seen all of our previous posts, all of our previous um, really branding that was out there, all of our marketing, the old logos, et cetera. And now we've completely revamped the brand. We've been working with Boris over at Metcon Creative out of Australia. He is the man. He does incredible work. And we've completely flipped everything over. We have a new logo. We have new colors, uh, new social media templates. We have new merchandise coming soon. The website is under construction and should be done about mid-June. So a lot of really exciting things that are happening, especially the website and the merchandise. I think we're really excited to to get some gear to some folks and to have a you know a, a place to send everyone a place mm-hmm. to make our our home so to speak online yeah i'm so excited for both of those things yeah it's really gonna, all of it it's gonna be awesome hopefully we continue to grow like we have been and and reach more people and change more lives yeah absolutely i love it uh so like you said a lot of what we are going to be talking about today is rules or guidelines or suggestions for returning to the gym. Uh, So what factors do we need to consider as quarantine comes to a close and gyms do start to reopen? Yeah, so I think that's a great question. And if it's something that you haven't considered prior to listening to this, uh, you definitely need to think about it because as much as we don't want to believe it, this prolonged inactivity or this prolonged period of of decreased activity decreased intensities, volumes, loads, you know, et cetera, that does have repercussions Mm -hmm. there. You know, we have anyone who's been in this situation, which is everyone because we're all in this together. You know, we have experienced some deconditioning. There are going to be greater risks when we return to the gym of overreaching, overtraining, and even potential injury if we don't do it correctly. And there will be more soreness, right? You're going to have a a really high likelihood of DOMS, which is delayed onset muscle soreness, or you know that feeling two days after you're done working out when you're really sore. And also, our bodies may have gone through some some composition changes while we're in quarantine. We may have gained some weight, we may have lost some weight, uh, but things have changed during this quarantine period since COVID started. And so, we need to be careful about returning to the gym. We can't just come back into it and think all right, let's go like, you know, if, if you're in the CrossFit scene, it's like, all right, let's hit Fran. I'm going to go sub three or, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. If we're, Even if you're in bodybuilding and you used to walk in the gym thinking you're hot shit and put 225 on the bar to warm up on the bench, 
maybe that's not the best idea now when you come back. So you've <laughs> got to ease yourself into it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important. What do you think the best approach is like for returning to the gym? Yeah, so we talked about this on the Instagram post that I mentioned at the top of the episode here. And um, there's a few primary factors to consider, and this will help guide the conversation. You know, one of those being frequency, then we've got volume, intensity, and recovery. And so those are the main things that you need to consider. Now, depending on what type of fitness you're into, that's going to look different across the board. You know, CrossFit versus uh, you know, Barry's boot camp versus Orange Theory versus bodybuilding, uh, any of these these domains of fitness. So, uh, as we're talking here, it might change and it might be specific to those different types. But overall, that's what we need to think about. So, we'll break this up. We'll kind of say the first two to four weeks what I think are the most important, and then uh, just we'll go into some additional factors that I think can be touched on as well. Uh, so, you know, for those first two to four weeks back, or I guess you could say one to four weeks, I'm just using that, that range of two to four. One thing we need to consider is determining what the minimal effective dose is. And so what I mean by that is what is the minimum amount of work or the amount of intensity or volume, et cetera, that I can expose my body to that will still garner adaptations, so it's not a, it's not finding an easy way out or something like that. It's finding the minimum amount of exposure that will still benefit me in a positive way. Does that make sense? Yeah. If we can find that, we're going to be able to hit that threshold and receive those benefits or those adaptations and then still be able to return to the gym the next day or maybe it's two days later and not feel like we got hit by a truck. That's what I was going to ask you. How do you find that? Or so, is it like what you just said? You don't want to feel like you hit, got hit by a truck. Well, definitely you don't want to feel like you got hit by a truck. But also it comes with experience too, mm -hmm. right? The longer you've been doing this, the more likely it is that you have an understanding of... Like what, your limits. Yeah, understanding your limits, understanding what you know the intensity feels like. Mm -hmm. And this is why we always prescribe RPEs in our programs, rate perceived exertion, as our intensities. Because I want folks to understand what does a four out of five feel like versus a seven out of, a seven to eight or an even an eight to ten. Mm -hmm. You need to know these things. And while we're talking about rate perceived exertion, if you're going to the gym, you're returning to the gym, those first couple weeks back, you probably don't need to be above a seven. You probably yeah. can float right around that six to seven mark and get a ton of benefit, still experience a little bit of soreness, but not be able to not sit your ass down and go to the bathroom. Yeah. Right? Uh, so that's that's number one. Find that minimal effective dose. Scale things down. Don't go above a six or seven out of 10 difficulty. Okay. Uh, next, and this might be hard for some folks. I know it would be really hard for you if we had been a little more sedentary during all of this, but we've been pretty active, would be going to the gym two to four times per week on non-consecutive days. So that means figuring out some kind of split slash routine for you. Maybe you go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or maybe you go you know, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and maybe you squeeze in an extra day in there somewhere. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you don't need to go Monday through Friday every single day. 
If you've been semi-active, maybe you can get away with two days in a row and then a day off, but your body needs some time to recover between these efforts, especially if you're not being the smartest with the level of intensity that you're bringing to the table in these early weeks of returning. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, so that's the second thing. Now, the third thing is a reduction in volume. So we talked about reducing the intensity with the RPEs, but also reducing the volume. And there's an approach out there that the NSCA published that is essentially a 50-30-20-10 approach. And what that means is 50-30-20-10% reductions in total volume. So let's just make this easy and we'll say total reps. I know this doesn't translate over exactly, but I think it'll help give people the idea. Let's say you had a workout and you knew that there were 100 total repetitions in the workout. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's multiple exercises or not. There's 100 repetitions. In that first week back, if, you, if you've been extremely sedentary or inactive during this period of time, cut that in half. So cut the volume in half. Then that second week, if this is still the same individual, cut it by 30%. So that first week you did 50 reps. Now you're cutting it by 30%. So now you're doing 70 reps. Mm-hmm. Right? It's going up slightly. Week number three, it's a 20% reduction. So now you're doing 80 reps. And then finally in the fourth week, it's still 10%. So now you're doing 90 reps. So I, even over the course of a month, I still haven't reached that full quote unquote workout yet or it completed all the repetitions. So you following me there? Yeah. So that's an approach I've, I read through on some of the latest NSCA papers and it makes a lot of sense. I think it can help a lot of people. If you don't understand, like if you're like, well, what the hell? My, I don't count the reps in my workout. Like I don't know how to figure out 50%. If you're in a four-round workout, two rounds, right, yeah. is 50%. So you can do the math. We've all got calculators on our phones. Figure it out and reduce the volume. If we have coaches listening, is that something that you recommend like they prescribe to people? Like should they still program as if they have people like us who have been active during this time, but then recommend that 50-30 Yeah, I think you can make an argument for both ways. If it were me, because I, my I keep programming so precious to my my heart, (laughs) I would love to say that keep it the same and just tell everybody to reduce the volume. But we also know that most folks do not (laughs) listen. I'm laughing because I'm one of those folks, (laughs) and they will likely not reduce it by fifty percent, and they will likely not go. Seven out of ten. They'll come in there trying to go, you know, balls to the wall. Ten out of ten. And so, if I were a coach at a gym and I was in charge of the programming, I would most likely tell, or I would most likely scale everything down and then prescribe that to the individuals. I would not write it as I normally would and hope that they listen to my recommendations. Wow, this is the first time I've ever heard you say that. I know, but but it's. it's a, a weird time. It's weird. To, yeah, it's strange time. So I have to give strange answers. <laughs> but that would be okay. my approach. Now, we are not changing anything with ballistic. And here's why. It's because we are a remote program already. Yeah. The the workouts and what the movements we're prescribing, you're doing the people are doing those on their own in their homes already. Mm-hmm. And if they haven't been, then they can follow those guidelines. But most people have the equipment at their house. They're doing this in their garage or they live out west or down south and they're already open and following these things. So 
That's why we're not going to change anything. But just be aware of that returning to the gym. Perfect. And then lastly, I think I got one more here. Yeah. Is utilizing what we're calling a retraining 1RM. So especially if you're a weightlifter, for example, or if you're in CrossFit and you're at a gym that prescribes a lot of percentage-based lifts or percentage-based intensities, you should not be going in and trying to do, you know, X percentage of your previous 1RM, of your previous one rep max. That one rep max occurred when you were training full-time quote unquote, right? You were training consistently. Now you haven't done anything to that load in, excuse me, in 90 days at least. Mm -hmm. And you're going to try to go in there and snatch 85 to 90% of your one rep max. Yeah. Not smart. So what I would recommend is you take anywhere from 75 to 85% of your previous one RM. So Let's use you as an example. Let's say your 1RM squat clean was 200 pounds. Is that what it actually was? I don't know. I'm just uh, I think it was 195. Okay. Let's make the math easy and let's say <laughs> 200. So if your 1RM is 200 pounds and I asked you to take 80% of that, what you would better not be one, asking What me. would your new one rep max be? I'm literally going to hurt you what's 80%, after this What's podcast? 80% of 100? What's 80%? Yeah, 80% of 100. Babe, you're putting me on the spot. I know that you know. You're just nervous. It's I 80. I know. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to say the wrong answer, though, and then... We're gonna, I'm going to walk you through this. 80% of 100 is 80. I know. So double that. <laughs> it's 160. Okay. So your new one rep max... Is 160. Your retraining one rep max is 160. Yes. And then from there, any percentages that are in your program that are prescribed to you, you would base those off of 160 instead of 200. Thanks. <laughs> She's very upset with me, folks. I am going to get a lecture after we're done recording this episode. No, but I get it. That's if, helpful. If we wouldn't have been live, it would have been World War Three. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think uh, that's my that's my last one there in terms of those first two to or even one to four weeks back. Okay. And then what are some other things that people should consider? Yeah, so I think some of the other stuff without like getting as technical as we just were, uh, first and foremost, you know, we're coming off of possibly 90 days or more of body weight exercises in our living room or wherever you may be. You need to focus on rebuilding, quote unquote, the base versus trying to go in there and do all the fancy, sexy stuff. You need to focus on the things that are going to be most conducive to greater health and most conducive to getting you back to the fitness level that you were. So a lot of cardiorespiratory endurance, a lot of that conditioning-based stuff, a lot of body, even though you've been doing body weight, a lot of lower weight movements to recondition your body to get into all of these things. So really, we're talking GPP here. Mm -hmm. Focus on general physical preparedness. Focus on these foundational movements and these foundational exercises that are going to provide the most bang for their buck, but also keep you safe. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
So there's no need to try to rush, rush in the gym and hop up and do a legless rope climb because you haven't done one in 90 days and snatch a barbell and, you know, fuck yourself up for the next 90 days because you couldn't hold off. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, then also with that, and this is one thing that we kind of touched on already but also needs to be addressed, is avoiding maximal lifts, right? If you're going to a gym and you know, first, first couple days back, they're asking you to go for a new one rep max or unless they're in, even at this point, they really shouldn't be doing it. If they're asking you to test your new one rep, so you have a better idea, still not a great plan, but avoiding maximal lifts, even maximal strength based lifts. So those lower repetitions, like three, four, five reps, there's really no need to go that route now, especially if you know, folks aren't going to be as adhering to these guidelines that we talked about in reducing volume and reducing intensity we can easily just up the reps mm -hmm. add tempo all these things to prevent those maximal lifts from occurring uh, and then something else especially in the crossfit world that we need to watch out for is doing high volume sub maximal exercise to fatigue right we we probably don't need to prescribe any amraps in the first four weeks that we're back mm-hmm we probably don't need to do Cindy in the first week that we're back. I mean, that's another AMRAP, but just multiple rounds, right, of the of these things or several rounds of these movements. We don't need anything super high volume that people can just go for days because their body is not ready for that amount of volume and that exposure. Why are you smirking over Because <laughs> you tried snapping and you couldn't. <laughs> I know. I'm not a very good snapper. <laughs> All right, and then lastly, this is something that you should incorporate, and that is longer warm-ups. Yes. I know. She's this is probably, my time to shine. She loves long warm-ups. <laughs> but the reason I'm saying that is your warm-ups in these next four weeks, getting back in the gym, are an opportunity for you to really prep your body and get your body back to where it needs to be in terms of like a mechanical standpoint and a functionality standpoint, range of motion, flexibility, et cetera. Incorporate a 15 to 20 minute dynamic warmup that passes all of the major joints through their full ranges of motion, elevates core body temperature, includes some, maybe even some dynamic flexibility that incorporates some actual exercise as well to truly prep the muscles, prep the body, prep the nervous system for the work that is coming. And if I do that consistently over the course of those first four weeks, I'm going to be in a much better place than if I'm just trying to rush through and get to the meat and potatoes of the workout. Yeah, I love that. And I'm so excited to do longer warm-ups. Uh, we're not going to do that because we do. <laughs> I do have a question for you. Hit me up. So I don't know if this is going to put you on the spot. But... If I know I, it's a, I already put you on the spot with yeah, math. True. I should make it, I should word it even meaner, but it's a little different for you because you are coaching. So you have to be going to the gym, but if you weren't and you were just a member, would you go back to the gym that you belong to before quarantine right away? That's a good question. So <sighs> did I trip you up? No, you're not tripping me up. I'm just trying to answer this very tactfully. Um. <laughs> I think it I think it depends on the situation. I know that's kind of a cop-out answer. If you're someone who is genuinely concerned about COVID, mm -hmm. about exposure to COVID, about being around people and 
that entire scenario makes you feel uncomfortable, anxious, stressed out, mm-hmm. then there's no need to return right away. You've you've lasted 90 days or however long it's been and you're doing just fine. You know, maybe yeah. you're not as fit as you once were, but you're still surviving. Hopefully you're being active. Hopefully you're exercising at home. And we've talked about this too. Like if you're one of those people, it kind of gives the gym, it allows you to see what the gym is doing. Yeah, that too. It gives you a chance to kind of see. And also with that, on that same token, if you're someone who goes to a gym that isn't notoriously the cleanest, Mm -hmm. like a lot of, unfortunately, CrossFit gyms are, maybe returning right away, maybe you're skeptical about that because you're not sure if those folks are going to do everything they should be doing to help protect you and make sure that you have a good experience. Mm -hmm. And that's the case, okay, that's fine as well. Stay home. No one is, I want to, I think that's something important. No one's forcing anybody to go back to the gym. Yeah, absolutely. You can stay home and keep doing your own thing. Maybe you love it. Hopefully you do. You can check out ballistic performance, (laughs) right? But if you decide to go, that's, that's fine as well. Now, if you're part of an organization that the gym is notoriously clean, the staff is very professional, uh, they're endearing to all of their clients and their members and they have been showing you the process along the way of like, hey, here's what we're doing mm-hmm. to make sure that when y'all come back, it is safe. Here's what we're doing to make sure when y'all come back, you have the best experience possible. And they're sharing that journey with you or, or now that it's in place, they are showing you that setup or that process and you feel comfortable. Hell yeah, go back in, right? But it really just comes down to your level of comfort with the entire situation. That was a good answer. Were you hoping I was just going to be like, quit being so scared? No. no, I would never say that. I know. All right. But that, yeah, that would be my advice on it. So in terms of returning, that's what we've got for you guys. Hopefully that information was helpful. Hopefully it opened your eyes to some of the things that you probably need to be considering as you begin to make this transition back into the gym. And like we said, guys, if you're not ready to go back to the gym, that's fine. Stay home, continue to get fit in your living room, in your garage, etc. Some of the manufacturers are starting to restock on things like dumbbells, pull-up bars, TRXs, etc. If you're still looking for equipment, try some websites and some some brands that are not Rogue, right? (laughs) Like we love Rogue Fitness, but they're one of the largest manufacturers in the U.S. of, of exercise equipment. Try some of these smaller brands or even some less known brands like to the general public that maybe do a lot more outfitting for facilities and, and things like that. Try some smaller brands and you might get lucky with the equipment uh, and purchase some of that. Invest in your health, invest in your fitness. And if you ever need more guidance, you want programs that are structured and purposeful and designed to help you look and feel great, that's what we're here for. Right? That's what Ballistic Performance is all about so we can help you guys there. And if you're just at the point where you're like, I can't handle going back to the gym. I, I've i got my shit together already here. Uh, I don't have any money to spend because I'm not working. I don't have any money to spend on equipment because I'm not working. But you're just feeling like crap. right? You've been eating like crap because you're bored and you just haven't been able to get yourself on track. That's also why we're here. We can help guide you guys back to where you want to be or to the point where you have never been because you needed that increased accountability and guidance. So we can do that with our nutrition coaching as well. 
Ash, do you have anything to add there? I don't think so. I loved everything you just said. Awesome. And by the way, guys that are listening, men, I am taking nutrition clients. And if you want to work with me, hit me up. I'm so excited. Don't be that guy that's never going to look like he did in high school again. Look (laughs) better than you did in high school. Yeah. Come work with us. Right. We can help you. I can help you. And we'll get you on track. But other than that, everyone, thank you so, so much for listening. And we will catch you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Ashley and I cannot express how much we appreciate you guys. If it were not for you, we could not do this every week. If you are an avid listener or if this is the first time you've listened to the podcast, but you just absolutely freaking loved what you heard, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. Five stars is preferred, but leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Um, That is how we get more recognition. That is how we appear in more search results. That is how we reach more people and change more lives through this platform. And we would just be so thankful if you could do that for us. Uh, Moving forward, obviously, we're going to continue work with the podcast. Our brand is growing and we are so, so thankful and we feel so blessed to be a part of this. And we really hope that if you or anyone else you know could benefit from this program, that you would tell them about us. We want to help as many people as possible and cultivate these caring, confident, capable people through fitness and nutrition. And we cannot do that without you guys leading them toward us. So once again, thank you for listening and we will see you next week.